my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner Fuller Gibbler fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta. Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I am bringing you the next entry in the Back to School Part 2 series. Yes, we're going to be focusing now on Fuller House with Season 3, Episode 12, entitled Fast Times at Bayview High, which dropped on Netflix December 22nd, 2017. In this episode... Jimmy and Stephanie take a step toward their future as Jackson and Ramona begin high school. This episode's got a 7.2 out of 10 rating based on 209 ratings. Let's see who we have for guest stars. We we have, of course, Lola returning and Rocky returning. We have Tanner Buchanan as Chad Brad Bradley. Okay, we have Logan Riley as Sienna. We have Trevor Larkham as Mankowski, and Mike Ostrowski as Mr. Is it Bienberg? This episode was directed by Rich Carell, writer Jeff Franklin, the creator, Edie Faye, Kate Spurgeon. Edie Faye is executive story editor, and also it was written by, as well as Kate Spurgeon, Spurgeon, excuse me, and the story editor, Kate Spurgeon. So both Edie and Kate were working on this episode together. All right, we got a couple pieces of trivia here. The episode's title is a reference to the 1982 film Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and this is the fourth appearance of Gia's daughter, Rocky. We got a couple goofs, which will be spoilers until I get into the actual episode. After the crocodile opens the exam room door, you can see the backstage crew shadows on the floor. I gotta keep an eye on that. I gotta check for that. Also, when Jackson slips and falls on a piece of mayonnaise slathered bologna, Mr. Bayenberg puts pylons around him and tells him to stay in the prone position he is laying in. However, he's actually laying in the supine position. Okay. And, of course, we have a review by the ever-faithful Power Man Dan, who rates this 7 out of 10 and titles it A Nice Episode, which this episode was published June 19th of 2019. So this review is almost a year and a half old. All right. I hoped, I hoped there would be just one dud of an episode and things would get back on track. Jackson and Ramona start high school. Jackson seems to have it well, but Ramona, not so much. Lola moves to Fresno and gets an obnoxious dance team squad. He cuts her just for making some suggestions. Max and Kimmy arrive and it just makes things more embarrassing. Only Ramona can dethrone this punk. 
Jackson's luck does not last long either. He trips on baloney and it trends. To counter it, Rocky starts a rumor that he is the best kisser in school. Wonderful stuff. Yes, I, I love Jackson and Rocky together. She really honestly brings out the best in Jackson. <laughs> and we see that Jackson has matured a bit, a bit since his days in season one and two with Lola. So Matt returns to San Francisco and informs DJ that he is quitting. When an alligator gets loose in the office, they are forced to spend some time together. They get to talk sense, but is it is a little sadder than expected. Stephanie gets news from the fertility clinic. It is brief, but nice. I like this review that Power Man Dan left. This was a nice one. So, of course, before I officially get into the episode itself, I always like to... I want to thank my listeners. I want to thank all of you all for listening to the podcast. If you've been around for a while, thank you so much to the newbies. Thank you for jumping on board the Tanner train, as I like to call it. And I want to let you know a couple places you can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts iTunes under the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas podcast. You can just type in Full House Podcast. It'll pop up. Also, you can listen on SoundCloud and Podbean. If you're looking where to find the podcast on social media, it does have its own Facebook page. Just type in Full House Podcast. The All My Lanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up in in the search bar. I'm not going to make you type in All My Lanta Holy Chalupas because nobody's got time for that. (laughs) Also, it does have a page on Instagram at O-M-H-C-F-H-F-H podcast. And it has the podcast has an email address if you would like to give me your comments, opinions on past episodes that I've done or episodes I plan to do in the future or just your full house memories. I want to hear all of it. So you can send an email, which I will also leave in the descript- episode der- description as well. It's O-M-H-C-F-H-F-H podcast at gmail.com. Now, those of you regular er, listeners know that I don't do Patreon. I don't ask for financial support for the podcast. It's absolutely free to you to listen. The only thing I ask is that if you got a minute, if you can hop on iTunes, if you can hop on, you know, the Apple Podcast and leave a review. With the holidays coming up, if you want to use emojis, you can use turkeys for Thanksgiving. You can use... Christmas trees and Santa Claus and Frosty the Snowman for Christmas. You and yeah, and February will be coming up in a few months. You could use hearts for that or in March shamrocks and bunny rabbits. <laughs> um so yeah. The more reviews the podcast gets, the more noticed it gets by other full house fans like full house and fuller house fans like yourselves so all right without further ado let's jump into the next episode in the back to school part two series and you probably know that's how i run this podcast i don't like other podcasts out there for full house who are going starting at the pilot episode and working their way all the way through the eight seasons of Full House. I don't like to do it like that. I mean, 
I could have done it. Like, I want to be different. I want to do a series of episodes, either depending on a character or depending on a theme. And a little sneak preview, the next theme that I'm going to be doing in December is how I'm going to end 2020. I started 2020, January and February, chronicling the relationship of Jesse and Rebecca, which I named Jesse and Becky a love story arc. And I thought, what better way to bookend 2020 than doing Jesse and Becky as first time parents? So I'll be covering episodes where they bring Nikki and Alex home from the hospital and Nikki and or Alex. I'll be covering yours, mine and ours, where both Jesse and Becky have a disagreement on how to raise Nikki and Alex. Also, Tough Love from Season 7 and Season 7's Support Your Local Parents. Now, I was going to add Trouble in Twin Town, but I'm like, now I'm going to save that for June for Father's Day when I'm looking for Father's Day episodes to cover of, of Full House and Fuller House because I know there's going to be episodes with Fernando and Ramona that I'll want to cover too. And also for Mother's Day, I'm thinking I did episodes this May about the girls missing their mother. I think I'm going to be looking at Fuller House with DJ Stephanie and Kimmy mother related episodes. Yeah, I'll get more into that as we get into next year and once December hits, I'll give you an idea. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I've been hinting at what I want to do for January and February and March. So, all right. Let's get into Fast Times at Bayview High. The full Fuller House episodes, I've actually only watched once. So, and most of the times I watched them when they aired, which was two and three and four years ago. So a lot of this stuff is going to be new to me. I also want to get, when I do Full House episodes, because I know them so well, I will do a trivia question. But when it comes to Full House, it's kind of hard because, I, like I said, I've only watched the episodes once. All right, here we go. Get comfy. All right. Um, I do want to let those of you out there that are dealing with um, medical triggers that, as I mentioned in the goof, there's a scene with DJ and Matt at the vet clinic dealing with a alligator or crocodile. Anyway, um, I just want to let you know, like I said, I've only seen the episode once, so I can't really recall what goes on at the vet clinic other than this incident with the wild animal. But for those of you that are triggered just by the word, you know, vet clinic or any possible procedures, um, I will give you a heads up when the scene starts. So that way, if you want to fast forward a bit, I promise to be very careful and gentle going through the scene. Because I know those of you out there that this is a something that you're you're working through on a regular basis and I want to respect that. So, all right. So we come out of the intro 
And we are in the kitchen. Looks like it's a big day because, you know, Jackson and Ramona, first day of school. So if that's the case, then that means that Max would also be starting a new grade. So we cut to the back door there, the kitchen door, and we see Fernando and his red and white racing outfit. He's talking about how he has his first race of the season. I gotta say, these coffee cups that the She-Wolf Pack use, DJ, Kimmy, and Steph, with their letters of their first name, I, I, I think, I want one with an A. I want one with an A on it. <laughs> I, DJ always with her slams with Fernando, just like, oh yeah, I keep forgetting that you're a race car driver. <laughs> So, Kimmy tells Fernando, you'll have a good race, sweetheart. And they kiss, and she says, are you wearing my good luck charm? And I'm thinking, what is that, a necklace? And he's like, yes, it is riding up my butt. So, he's wearing her underwear, uh, a thong, something, I don't know. I love how Kimmy kind of bends her head aside, like, checking him out, like, oh yeah. <laughs> Fernando's, like, backing out the... The kitchen door there into the, into the backyard, like, trying to remove the biggest wedgie. <laughs> well, maybe not what? Uh, yeah. I love DJ. She just looks at Kimmy and says, I have so many questions <laughs> that I do not want answers to, Kimmy. Because <laughs> Kimmy's about to divulge. Like, no, no, no. I, I, let's just say I have questions, but you don't need to, uh, yeah. Stephanie and Jimmy come through the kitchen door into the living room and announce that they're back from the fertility clinic and hopefully we made an embryo. I love the adult jokes here because DJ's like, oh, how'd it go? And Stephanie <laughs> tells them, well, Jimmy certainly enjoyed being a donor. <laughs> I bet he did. Just look at DJ's face like, okay. <laughs> And Stephanie says, oh, yeah, he wants to go back for his birthday. <laughs> so Stephanie tells him, we just got to wait for the doctor to call back with the news. And Jimmy says, you know, I got a good feeling about this. And I love how Stephanie just turns to smile at him and says, you've had a lot of good feelings today. All right. This kitchen is just traffic, traffic, traffic. Jackson and his friend Mankowski, the red-headed boy who's got a crush on DJ. He's like, hey, Mankowski came over for some bacon. And Mankowski <laughs> says, and to say hi to my favorite mom. Oh, he is crushing so... I think during the prom episode, doesn't he ask DJ to prom? <laughs> I remember that. This boy's crushing hard because he's like, I'm going to meet a lot of new girls in high school, but they won't mean nothing to me. Oh boy, someone spritzed that kid with a spray gun. Winks at her. <laughs> I love DJ's response. She's like, <laughs> well, I'm flattered and I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Which who wouldn't be? It's like, dude, that's your friend's mom. Back off, buddy. Ramona and Lola come down from the stairs into the kitchen. And Ramona's just, they're both sad. Ramona's like, I can't believe that was their last sleepover. And Ramona says, I can't believe your dad took that job in Fresno. 
I honestly have been there umpteen times in elementary school of friends that move away. Literally every single grade, uh, second grade, um, fourth grade, uh, fifth, sixth, uh, the end of, uh, sixth grade, I think. Yeah, I've definitely had my share of friends that have moved away. Not out of the state, mind you, out of the sit, out of the school district, so. Oh, Lola, we love her. Yes, can I get a group hug for my favorite family? Oh, you know Jackson is running it, rushing in there. Or is he? Because he and Lola are not a thing anymore. They might be, you know, friendly with each other, but Rocky is kind of in the picture now. Jackson goes right over to Lola, and boy, oh boy, does she get that this is awkward. <laughs> she meant hug from, like, Ramona and then DJ and Kimmy. But Jackson's like, oh no, this is me. I gotta hug my girl. She's my boo. Did we just hear a satisfied groan from Jackson? Because <laughs> he's got this smile on us like, oh. And we just see this horrified look on Lola's face. Like, uh. when I play the clip, you listen to the mm, sound from Jackson. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. Step away from the girl, Jackson. Step away from the girl. Step away from Lola. Everyone else has moved away from Lola. It's like, okay, um, well, this is nice and it's over. <laughs> And finally, she breaks away. Like, okay, <laughs> hug time's over. And he says, you'll always be my first love. Okay, Jackson, we get your infatuation. Well, more, it was an obsession. Lola was Jackson's obsession in season one and two. <laughs> Lola says, you'll always be my first Jackson. <laughs> so... Lola's like, all right, I guess I gotta go. Bye, everybody. And they all say goodbye to her. And ja uh, Ramona's like, hey, you ready to go? And Jackson's like, yeah, I mean, since your BFF is gone, you can hang out with me and Mankowski. Oh, God. No, thank you. And Mankowski, <laughs> this kid, he's got two slices of bacon hanging below his chin. And I immediately think walrus. So, Ramona turns down their offer and says, thanks guys, but I'm trying out for the dance squad, which means I'll have a whole new, uh, the dance team, which means I'll have a whole new squad of friends by lunch. I love Ramona's confidence. I love it. And, of course, Kimmy and DJ get emotional. Kimmy's like, oh, my baby girl's starting high school. And DJ says, yeah, my baby boy is starting high school. She goes to give Jackson a hug, but man... Kowski, like, meets her, like, arms open, like, yes, I'm taking this hug. And Kowski's, like, patting her back as he says, it's okay, I'm here for you. Good morning, racing fans. <laughs> I am off to my first race of the season. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting you're a race car driver. <laughs> Have a safe trip, honey. Mm -hmm. Are you wearing my good luck charm? Yes. It's riding up my butt. <laughs> I have so many questions. 
that I do not want answers to. <laughs> We're back from the fertility clinic. Hopefully we made an embryo. So how did it go? Well, Jimmy certainly enjoyed being a donor. Of course he did. He wants to go back for his birthday. <laughs> now we just wait for the doctor to call with the news. I've got a good feeling about this. You've had a lot of good feelings today. Minkowski stopped by for some bacon. And to say hi to my favorite mom. I'm gonna meet a lot of new girls in high school, but they'll mean nothing to me. Calm down, buddy. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm flattered and uncomfortable. I can't believe that was our last sleepover. I can't believe your dad took that job in Fresno. Can I get a group hug for my favorite family? Aww. <laughs> okay, hug time's over. You'll always be my first love. And you'll always be my first Jackson. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. See you later. Bye. Well, time to go. Hey. Since your BFF is gone, you can hang out with me and Minkowski. <laughs> Walrus boy. Thanks, guys, but I'm trying out for the dance team, which I'll obviously make, which means I'll have a whole new squad of friends by lunch. Oh, my baby girl is starting high school. Oh, so is my baby boy. Oh my God. Buddy, back off. It's okay. I'm here for you. All right, let's get to Bayview and see how everyone's faring. We are in the cafeteria. And we see that there is a seal of the mascot, which is the Bayview High School Sharks. Now, when DJ went to Bayview, I don't think we ever made... Unless they changed the mascot, because... Steve also went to Bayview. He was on the wrestling team, but we never saw, you know, DJ going to any of his wrestling meets or anything like that. Otherwise, we might have known who the mascot was. Unless they changed it. I don't know. Maybe it maybe just brought up just for this episode. So, this one girl, I believe this is a girl whose name is Sienna, and she looks like she is not a high school student. She looks like she's 25 years old. Posing as a high school student. Maybe she's going undercover. I don't know. And she's like, oh, girls, here comes Chad. And Chad, who gets up, woo! And I, it almost sounds like one of those recognize this person from something else, woo. And I'm like, who is this kid? And I remember, I looked it up before. I looked this guy up before. He was in Girl Meets World. He played... A character named Charlie, and I remember watching some of Girl Meets World, and I think that aside from Lucas, who was the object of Riley's affection and attention, Charlie is kind of the guy who takes notice of Riley. And he is this guy, uh, his name is Tanner Buchanan, and he is also in Cobra Kai, which is a Netflix series based off of it's a continuation of the Karate Kid movie franchise set 30-something to 40-something years later. He also was in six episodes of The Fosters as Jack D. 
Downey. Let's see if he's in anything else. Two episodes of the Goldbergs. So, Chad introduces himself as Chad Brad Bradley, the dance team captain. And the guy is wearing a hooded, sleeveless, white shirt. Dorsey's probably got to show, I got to show off these guns, girl! Well, he's going to do some original Chad Brad Bradley choreog. And Ramona corrects him. She says, don't you mean choreo? He's like, no, choreog. The og makes it cooler. I'm like, yes, that's you. This kid is too full of himself. And I, I get it, this is a TV show and everything, but... The kids today, are they really this egotistical and full of themselves? I don't think they are. This kid is one step away from talking in third person. So he hits a music note on his phone and starts playing a song. And the girls behind him are in motion dancing to what Chad is doing. And Ramona, who's, like, next to Chad, like, up front, because, you know, this is a tryout for her. Everyone else apparently has made the team. And he's kind of doing the motions. Then he's kind of stopping and watching what Ramona's doing. So does he look, maybe not so much intimidated, but he looks like he feels that she's trying to challenge him. And of course, I guess it doesn't really help matters for Ramona in her case. She's like, oh, Genie in a Bottle by Christina. I love the oldies. Oh, oh my God. The old, oh, that's right, because she's only like 15 years old. And Christina Aguilera is a, she doesn't even say Christina Aguilera. She says Genie in a Bottle by Christina. 1999. So the song at this point in the show's run, since this came out in 2017, would have been 18 years old. So the song would be like... So Ramona kind of starts adding her own spin on it of the dance move. Like, oh, if you want to take your dance move and we can add a couple other things to it. She adds a spin... So I get it. Ramona's just trying to be helpful and everything like that. And maybe creative and just try different things. But apparently since this guy is the dance captain, or dance squad captain, he's not open to suggestions. Everyone pretty much does what he says. This kid is like the cream of the crop, the top of the charts, popular ladder at school. I'm guessing. Because these girls are all like... Breathe the same air as Chad. So yes, like I said, he takes offense to Ramona's little uh, new technique inserts. And he turns off his phone and looks at her, arms folded, clearly irritated. And asks, are you trying to teach Chad Brad Bradley how to dance? You know Ramona really wants to get on this dance squad. And... The, the, she was not trying to show him up or anything like that. And the other girls aren't helping by like laughing behind their hands. Like, <laughs> None of these girls look like they're in high school. They all look like they're at least 22 years old in college. 
You couldn't have found anyone that's even remotely... Even Chad Brad Bradley looks like he's at least 25 years old. Like he's just graduated from college. Missing his high school days and wanting to reminisce. And Ramonica in a backpedal, she's... Oh, I just thought you might want to update your choreo, Og. (laughs) And Ramona adds how all Chad's moves look like they're from the 90s. Which, if these are high schoolers, they wouldn't know the 90s because they didn't live in it. Sure, you can watch videos about the 90s, but you weren't there to experience it. It just irritates me how younger kids just think they know the 90s and the 80s. It's like, you didn't live it, so you're only going to know what you're watching or what you're reading or what you're listening to. I was there, okay? I was there for all of the 90s and the majority of the 80s. So, yeah. Apparently those are fighting words because the girls are like, So... Chad decides, I am not calling him by his full name because he's a jerk and he doesn't deserve it. I'm not giving him that attention. But he does decide to make cuts, first starting with you, points to Ramona, and ending with, as he looks around, you, and pointing with Ramona, Adam, Ramona again. And Ramona's shocked, she's like, this isn't fair! And Chad's like, you want to know what isn't fair? This hair, as he takes his hands and swipes them down the sides of his head, and these calves. I'm like, no, this is garbage. You get an actual teacher or an adult to oversee this. Some dang high school kid who's probably a senior or whatever is not qualified to run this little dance troupe. I just want to go into this episode and just put that joker in his place. He'll get his later. He will get his later. These girls need to stop worshipping at the shrine of Chad and start thinking for themselves like actual human beings. Ramona, you don't need this conceited dance squad. There are much better places for you to go and people that will actually help you hone your skills and encourage you. This whole Dance Squad is toxic and does not need to exist. Girls, here comes Chad. Hello, ladies. I'm Chad Brad Bradley, dance team captain. Okay, I'll demo some of the original Chad Brad Bradley choreog. Don't you mean choreo? No. Choreog. The og makes it cooler. I'm doing better on... Girl meets world. He was now a try this. Jerk. Oh, Jake in a Bottle by Christina. I love the oldies. <laughs> but if you wanted, you could take this move and then add this move and give it an original spin. Are you trying to teach Chad Brad Bradley how to dance? You always talk. You're talking. I just thought you want to update your choreo, Og, because all your moves are from the '90s. (gasps) (laughs) All right, I'm gonna make my first round of cuts, starting with you, and ending with. 
You! No, they need to get an adult in here. This is not right. This isn't fair. You know what isn't fair? Is this hair and these calves. Fine. Yeah, you don't need them. They're losers. All right, we're going to Harmon Fuller Pet Harmon Fuller Pet Care. And I checked ahead. There is no... It's just Matt coming back from vacation. And presumably quitting, which... Uh, had to know that when uh, DJ gets with Steve and how Matt was like, oh, we'll still be friends. And no. No. Boy, oh boy, does Matt look good with a tan. He is wearing a tank top with a pocket. He's wearing some black sunglasses. He's got a it's not a puka shell necklace but it's something close to that. And he's also wearing tie-dyed red white board shorts and flip flops which I'm not a fan of the flip flops. Give me Crocs any day of the week if I I don't want to pay $50 for them though. <laughs> So, DJ hugs him and says, Oh, I've missed you. I'm happy that you're back. I haven't heard anything from you since we left Japan. And she's like, Why are you so tan? And Matt just smiles with sunglasses. He's like, Oh yeah, I just spent eight days in Bora Bora. Matt says he fell madly, madly, madly in some love with someone very, very special. He takes his sunglasses off, smiles, and looks at her and says, me. I can handle this side of Matt. I mean, he's a jerk, but he is nowhere even remotely close to Chad Brad Bradley. And DJ says, you know, I'm very happy for both of you. Uh, and Matt seems like he's pulling the same thing that his dad did in season one with, no, I don't need a job. I don't need possessions. Because Matthew Harmon just needs Matthew Harmon. I love how he takes his sunglasses off and he puts them behind his head. <laughs> it's kind of cute. And DJ kind of figures as she says, you know, this is about our breakup in Japan, isn't it? So he's like, oh, no, no, we're cool. We're cool. You know, this whole pet care thing. I mean, been there, done that. So, you know, I quit. And DJ just looks at him like, What? He says, yeah, uh, consider this my two weeks notice. I'm going back to the islands to open a snorkel and taco shop. So you're leaving a well-established vet clinic to go back to the islands of Bora Bora and open a another business, a snorkel and taco shop. Okay. Luckily, we all know we've seen this show. He does not do that. Thank goodness. He has got such a spray tan going on. I mean, I like, you know, decent tan on a person. But that is just flat out spray tan in a can. He's going to call it Matt Snorkel and Taco Shop. <laughs> DJ is just like really like squinting at him like, I don't, what is the, she like, can we, can we have a real conversation here, please? Like, with the real Matt Harmon, not this, uh, surfer knockoff guy. And he says, well, this has been the realest it's ever been. So if you'll excuse me, I have to go read a book on how to make tacos. 
<laughs> oh, Matt. The DJ doesn't know. I mean, clearly she can see that her break... Because she got with Steve after interrupting his wedding. And all in the same breath basically ended things with Matt. Who was going to propose to her. Like, oh boy. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to those episodes, definitely. Matt? Hi, oh. Thank goodness you're back. I've been so worried. I haven't heard a thing from you since Japan. Where have you been? And, and why are you so tan? Well, I just spent eight days in Bora Bora where I fell madly in love with someone really special. Me. <laughs> oh, I, I, well, I'm very happy for the both of you. <laughs> it's also clear now, Matthew Harmon doesn't need possessions or a job. Matthew Harmon just needs Matthew Harmon. Yeah, you want to open up a fish taco This tryers. is about our breakup in Japan, isn't it? No. No, you and I are totally cool. But by the way, this whole pet care thing, been there, done that. So I quit. What? Yeah, consider this my two weeks notice. I'm going back to the islands to open a snorkel and taco shop. <laughs> called Matt's Snorkel and Taco Shop. Can we have a real conversation here? This is the realest that I've ever been. Now, if you'll excuse me, I gotta go read a book on how to make tacos. <laughs> All right, let's jump back over to Bayview. It's lunchtime in the cafeteria. Mankowski is so excited. He's, I'm loving high school. They have all-you-can-eat banana pudding. He's got like three pudding cups with probably like vanilla wafers on top. And, of course, another thing Mankowski liked, like, all the girls have boobies. Like, okay, buddy. <laughs> I love how we, like, cut to Rocky's reaction. She is, like, horrified. Like, stunned horrified. <laughs> I love when she tells Mankowski, yeah, never say boobies again. Jackson looks over his shoulder at Rocky and says, what are we supposed to call them? And Rocky says, that's not something you guys are going to have to worry about. <laughs> so Rocky gives them some tips. Like, hey, try not to embarrass yourselves on your first day. You start off a dork, you'll graduate a dork. Wise words from Rocky. Jackson says, hey, don't worry. I'm going to play it cool because one day I'm going to rule this and he doesn't even complete that sentence because he slips on some mayoed bologna on the floor and his tray goes flying along with the bottom half of his body, which goes up into the air. So Mankowski's like, dude, you just slipped on a piece of mayonnaise bologna. Awesome. Everyone stands up. Everyone's got their phone out to video this. I don't know where this teacher, Mr. B, comes out and says, Jackson Fuller, do not move. And he starts putting orange cones around him. 
I take it he's trying to, like, save the school from being sued by DJ. <laughs> like, my son slipped and fell. He could have broken his butt. I love how some of the students have got their phones aimed up like they're taking a selfie with Jackson, even though Jackson is unaware. I'm taking a selfie with the kid who slipped in the baloney. <laughs> Mr. Beinberg, that's what his name is. Because <laughs> he pulls up the mayo-slathered baloney and hands it to Ma- Mankowski to hold on to. Ew. <laughs> and Jackson's like, I'm fine, really. And he tells Jackson to remain prone, which I'm guessing is just flat on his back. And he puts a soft neck cover brace thingy-majiggy on him that will hold his neck in place until the school nurse can assess him. (laughs) Oh, I love this. Rocky lets Jackson know that, oh man, Baloney Boy is already trending. (laughs) So Mankowski has Jackson hold the mayo slathered baloney and Mankowski gets a selfie stick to hold his phone because he also wants to do a selfie and so many people are trying to like duck down and get in the picture and Mankowski said everybody say baloney boy and everyone's like baloney boy (laughs) that was fun times I'm loving high school there's all you can eat banana pudding (laughs) and most of the girls have boobies Never say boobies again. (laughs) What are we supposed to call them? That's not something you guys are going to have to worry about. (laughs) Just try not to embarrass yourself on your first day. If you start off a dork, you'll graduate a dork. Don't worry. I'm going to play it real cool. Because someday, I'm going to rule the school. (laughs) Dude, you just slipped on a piece of mayonnaise slathered bologna. Awesome. Jackson Fuller, do not move! <laughs> it appears you have slipped on a piece of mayonnaise slathered bologna. Mm. Hold that. Ew. <laughs> Mr. Pineberg, I- I'm fine, really. No, 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 no. Remain prone <laughs> until the school nurse can assess you. Ah, oh, man. Bologna boy is already trending. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson, hold this! <laughs> Everybody say baloney boy! Baloney boy! Alright, everyone, I gotta kind of break in here for a minute before I uh, start the next scene. Um, I'm rec- recording this at 10.52 this morning, and there is a lot of noise coming up from above me. I live in an apartment and the apartment above me is being worked on for new residents. So I think they're ripping up the carpet or the flooring or something. So there's a lot of, there's hammering going on. There's, looks like people are like pulling up whatever off the floor. And I just, I want to let you guys know, I can't really tell when I play it back if I'm hearing any of that noise because I'm hearing the noise going on right now. So if you hear anything in the background and you're wondering, what is that noise? It's people upstairs working on the apartment. And, I mean, I could have waited later to continue this episode, but 
I don't want to fall behind because I have a set schedule that I'm trying to stick to now. Alright, so now we're getting... We're back at home. It's after school. Max made cookies, which please tell me there is somebody there watching him. It's not that I don't trust Max with an oven. He's, what, eight, nine years old at this point. And still, it's like, you kids, you gotta observe them. But he did make cookies. He's so excited to hear about their day. And Jackson is like, it sucked. I slipped on a piece of bologna in the lunchroom, and now I'm going to be bologna boy until I graduate. I don't think we ever hear that come back after this episode, so I think he's fine. And Max tells him, well, I mean, it's better than your first day at junior high when mom had to bring you backup pants. Ew. So Jackson takes a cookie and goes upstairs to sulk. Ramona sits up at the, on the chair at the kitchen island and... Max is like, oh, so Matt, uh, Jackson had a bologna mishap. I mean, can't say I'm not surprised. <laughs> I wonder what kind of cookies ours are, because they look good. And I love how Max is confident in Ramona. Like, oh, I bet she had a great, awesome day. Because he says, I bet you crushed it. And Ramona tells him, no, I got crushed. It's like, sweetie, that Chad, Brad, whatever, is... A garbage human being. I still say that Dan Squad needs to be actually taught by an adult or supervised. Because that is, like I said, toxic environment. So she tells Max that she was cut from the dance team and then she ate lunch all alone. And Max is like, no! She ate lunch alone in the janitor's closet. I love Max's responses. He just looks at her like, shut up! And Ramona tells him, that's exactly what the janitor said when I tried to tell him about my day. Oh, you had lunch in the janitor's closet with the janitor there. Ooh. Well, we know that it, since it's 2017 there, it's not like she's gonna find a phone booth to crawl into like, uh, DJ did when she had- Oh, uh, hey, it's not like you got your lunch taken by some girl with a tattoo like your mom did when she started junior high. So Ramona goes upstairs and Kimmy comes into the kitchen and asks, did I hear Ramona? And Max is like, yes, she also got cut from the dance team. And Kimmy says, no. And Max tells her, and she had to eat alone. And Kimmy's like, no. And Max says, and a janitor was mean to her. And Kimmy's like, shut up. And Max says, that's exactly what the janitor said. Oh my gosh, I love this kid. I love his lines. They're amazing. So Max tells Kimmy, Ramona needs our help. This calls for serious meddling. And Kimmy tells him, but I hate to meddle. And Max just looks at her like, you love to meddle. Come on. And Kimmy tells, oh yeah, that's right. I knew it was one or the other. I love how Max like shakes his head and like slaps his forehead like, oh. Look who I'm working with here. Ah, oh, you're finally home. I made cookies. So tell me all about your first day. It sucked. I slipped on a piece of bologna. I'm the joke of the school, and now I'm going to be bologna boy until I graduate. Better than your first day of junior high, when mom had to bring you backup pants. 
had a baloney mishap. <laughs> Can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> but I know you crushed it. No, I got crushed. I was cut from the dance team. No! And then I ate lunch all alone. No! In the janitor's closet. Shut up. That's exactly what the janitor said when I tried to tell him about my day. Did I hear Ramona? Yes. She got cut from the dance team. No. And she had to eat alone. No. And a janitor was mean to her. Shut up. That's exactly what the janitor said. Ramona needs our help, and it's going to require serious meddling. But I hate to meddle. You love to meddle. Oh, yeah, that's right. I knew it was one or the other. Okay, so now we are getting back to Fuller Harmon Pet Care with Matt and DJ, and they're in the examination room with the cat. And so from here on, I'm going to talk about the episode, play the clip, and if it's something that you don't feel either you're you're ready for or you're it makes you uncomfortable. Or, or however you go through your process. Um, if you want to skip ahead a bit, just probably skip ahead probably like a couple minutes or a few minutes. So, Okay, so we got Matt and DJ in the examination room. They're examining a cat. We DJ says, Matt, you know, Matt, if you're really quitting... She says, this could be your last feline cleaning ever. Oh, that cat is so adorable. You know who that cat reminds me of, right? The cat Lucky from Elf. Remember Lucky? For those of you that grew up watching Elf in the 80s and in the reruns in the 90s. Max is just looking at Max. Matt is looking at the cat, kind of holding it under the armpits. And it's like, yep, and I'm okay with that. And he goes and takes the cat, puts the cat in the carrier. Okay, we're all done. So they hear the bells ringing over the door, and she says, well, who's that? We're closed for lunch. Here's a question. Um, why is the door not closed? Or, I mean, not just closed, but locked. If you're closed for lunch, the door should be locked. So DJ goes out into the reception area of the pet clinic, Check. We see a shadow of someone leaving outside the front door. It looks like the setup here is they're in an alleyway because they're surrounded by brick walls and what looks like a circuit breaker on the outside. Matt asks Leo, who was it? And she says, I don't know, but they left this giant box. So yeah, actually, no, I just rewound it and the box was already inside. If you don't remember seeing, that's the first thing I would have looked at. Like, what is this giant box doing here? And Matt's excited. He's like, oh, that's probably the 400 snorkels that I ordered. Why would you order it here if you're going to open a uh, snorkel fish taco shop on the island somewhere? Uh, who knows? DJ picks the note up and says, please find a good home for Kathy. 
She enjoys belly rubs and rotisserie chickens. So Matt takes off the corner of one of the ends of the box and I was like, "Ah!" I mean, I'd seen this episode once and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Because Matt and DJ both jump in the air and they are in that examination room lickety-split as the head of a alligator pops out. I love the audience reaction like, whoa! Matt and DJ jump onto the examination table because, you know, clearly you want to be away from the alligator. Okay, it says crocodile. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm one of those people that can't tell the difference between an alligator and a crocodile. So DJ's like, why do people always drop their crazy pets here? Really? This is not an animal shelter. It's a veterinary clinic. And DJ says to Matt, maybe it's time to rethink that all animals welcome sign. Uh, You might want to get a little more specific then. If you're kidding more to dogs and cats, over, say, exotics like bunny rabbits, guinea pigs, and hamsters, and ferrets, and birds, and lizards, iguanas. Okay, I'm going to move on. This thing is hissing, and that would make a mean... This is like nightmare fuel, guys. Okay, so it is an alligator, according to DJ. So Matt thinks, what if we lure Kathy to the other side of the room and we run out? What about that cat? That cat is in that carrier. That can't can't go anywhere. So DJ's like, alright, alright. Good idea, alligators aren't very smart. And apparently the alligator took offense to that because its tail shuts the door. Just like whipping its tail and, oh, the door's shut. You're locked in here. You ain't going nowhere. Like, oh, except for that one. It it took that not smart remark of yours, DJ. It took it very seriously. Like, I'm going to show you just how not smart I am. Oh, it's her cell phone going off. So we see Fernando. He's in Monte Carlo. And he tells DJ, I forgot to tell someone to water my tulips. And DJ tells him, not now, Fernando. Matt and I are trapped in here. And Fernando says, oh, that must be very awkward after your terrible breakup. And she tells him, no, no, there's an alligator in the office. And he he tells, I believe the phrase is, there's an elephant in the room. She says, no, really, it's an alligator. And he says, it's an elephant. He's getting so agitated. Listen to me, there's an alligator in the office. And he says, there is an elephant in the room. And she, no, there really is an alligator in the office. And Fernando says, well, if you don't believe me, let's ask Siri. Siri, is the expression alligator in the office or elephant in the room? Oh my goodness, CJ dropped her phone into the alligator's mouth. Oh, looks like she's going to have to get a new phone. Ugh. And we hear Fernando going, hello, hello, and, and the alligator like, Lifts his head up, basically like swallowing the phone. Oh boy. And we come back to Fernando. He says, he uses Stephanie, Stephanie's line. How rude. And DJ looks to Matt like, man, I just fixed that cracked screen. And we hear a sound effect burp from the alligator. So DJ 
remembers that I guess like alligators like the, they fall asleep when it's cold so let's make it like crank up the AC and Matt's like great now I'll hold on to your legs while you reach over there and turn up the AC so you don't fall into the alligator's jaws and she's like no why don't you reach over the, the alligator's deadly jaws and I'll hold on to your feet she says, I won't drop you. And Matt comes back with, you already dropped me in Japan. Whoa! Right back. God, the audience is, whoa! So she's like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. So he holds onto her leg and she reaches across and flips on the AC. We'll see how well this works. So, of course... He pulls her back onto the examination table, and they do a, a high f- two double high, high five. And of course, she starts to fall back, and he grabs her like, "Oh boy." You know, Matt, if you're really quitting, this could be your last feline cleaning ever. Yep, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Who's that? We're closed for lunch. Maybe I forgot to lock the door. Who was it? I don't know. But they left this giant box. Oh! It's probably the 400 snorkels that I ordered. (laughs) Please find a good home for Kathy. She enjoys belly rubs and rotisserie chickens. Oh my god. Oh! Nightmare fuel. They didn't even have time to close that door. Why do people always drop their crazy pets here? Maybe it's time to rethink that all animals welcome sign. I know. We'll just lure Kathy to the other side of the room and we'll run out. Okay, okay, good idea. Uh, alligators aren't very smart. Says you. Uses the tail close the door. I just checked into my hotel in Monte Carlo, but I forgot to tell someone to water my tulips. No, no, not now, Fernando. Matt and I are trapped in here. Oh, that must be very awkward after your terrible breakup. No, no, there's an alligator in the office. I believe the phrase is, there's an elephant in the room. No, really, it's an alligator. It's an elephant. Listen to me, there is an alligator in the office! There is an elephant in the room! Alligator! If you don't believe me, perhaps you will believe Siri. Siri, is the expression alligator in the office? Oh, no! There is an elephant in the room! Oh, there goes her phone. Hello? Hello? Oh, boy. How rude. Man, I just fixed that cracked screen. Yes, it's over there, so you reach over the alligator and I'll hold onto your legs so you don't fall into its deadly jaws. Well, why don't you reach over the alligator's deadly jaws and I'll hold your leg? I won't drop you. You already dropped me in Japan. Oh. Yeah, I'll do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, bring me back. Okay. Carefully, okay. carefully. Okay. Oh. 
let's get back to Bayview's cafeteria as Rocky and Jackson are walking in. And he says, Rocky, go smuggle me a meatball sub. I'll be in the janitor's closet with Ramona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's going to get right on that, buddy. Uh-huh. She ain't your lackey. So, Rocky tells Jackson... Why don't you give this one more shot? I think you'll be surprised. So he turns to look over his shoulder and we see, looks like that dance squad is looking and smiling at Jackson. Why are they smiling at him? Hmm. One of them even waves. And Jackson looks back at Rocky like, are, all, are those girls looking at me? And she's like, yeah, to counteract baloney boy, I concocted a rumor that you I that you were the best kisser at Bayview High. And Jackson is surprised by this. Like, what? Really? Me? I mean, well, I only kissed Lola twice. And he says, and once was on New Year's Eve, so that doesn't even count. And Rocky tells him, according to the internet, you are now full lips fuller. Oh, that's cute. I like that better than baloney boy. And she tells him that he is a makeout legend. Woo-wee! <laughs> All the girls are going to be lining up. Chapstick in hand. So she tells Jackson, go on, make their day, blow them a little kiss. I gotta, I gotta admit, I like what he did there. I like how he, like, uh, took his fingers to his lips and, and just boop. Like he's spreading fairy dust. Boop. I liked that. I thought that was cute. Um, what's with the 22-year-old Sierra person? She looks like she's not impressed. Jackson is so elated. He's like, wow, this is awesome. I'm fake news. So it looks like the girl, the 22-year-old woman here, Sierra, wants to find out if it's for real. She's like, so, you're full lips fuller. So she's calling him out, saying, I think these rumors about your kissing skills are bogus. Well... Sweetie, you're bogus. Stop pretending you're a high school student because we all know that you're not. And why is Mankowski hanging out with Sierra and those girls? And I like how Jackson plays with the confidence here. He's like, Google me. I've got mad kissing skills. And Rocky says, that's what I heard. Sierra doesn't believe it. She says, prove it. Kiss me right now. And Jackson now, he's a nerd, he's like, right now, but we're not in a committed relationship. So Sierra's testing him, are you full lips fuller or are you baloney boy? So yeah, Sierra asks, are you full lips fuller or are you baloney boy? And Jackson's like, oh, I'm full lips fuller. And Jackson yells to Mankowski, yell happy new year, it puts me in the mood. <sighs> Mankowski shouts, happy new year! And Jackson starts to lean in to kiss Sierra, but you can tell that Rocky clearly has feelings for Jackson because she's she kind of cuts in there like, oh, back off, Barbie. She says, I'll find out. Oh, and she kisses Jackson. Oh, I love I love them as a couple. They're just oh, they're so good together. The audience loves it too. Like, woo! <laughs> and Rocky is like, wow. And she says, my lips need to sit down. <laughs> I love that. 
And she says, the rumors are true. And she's a little day. She's a little stumbly walking over to that chair. And I'm like, I don't know if it's really is for an effect or really she feels that way. Because I mean, believe this might have been Rocky's first kiss. So Sierra looks at Jackson and says, when you're through with a human Bratz doll, DM me on Insta. And then she like gives him pouty kissy lips. Ew, girl, go away. No one likes you. Look, go. 22-year-old posing as a high school student. She's She is the, I would say Josie Grossy, but I don't want to say that because I love Never Been Kissed and Josie Grossy. Uh, Josie Geller, excuse me. One of my favorite characters. That'd be an insult to Josie Geller. So the girls, other girls in the dance squad do this lean back hair flip dealy, and I'm like, Ugh. like it's choreographed. Ugh. And then they walk off, and Jackson's like, "Rocky, thanks for lying for me." And she stands up and looks at him and says, "I wasn't lying." She tells him, "You weren't bad." And he's like, really? You weren't so bad yourself. And she literally takes her fist and pops him right in the shoulder. Oh, this girl knows how to punch. Woman power all day long. And she looks at him and says, I don't need a man to validate me. She walks away and the audience says, woo! Go Rocky! (laughs) So Mankowski's like, how'd you do it? Show me. It's like, what? And Jackson just looks at Mankowski and says, I'm not going to show you. Go smuggle me and Meeple Sub. I'll be in the janitor's closet with Ramona. Why don't you give this one more shot? I think you'll be surprised. Are all those girls looking at me? Yep. To counteract Baloney Boy, I started a new rumor that you were the best kisser at Bayview High. Really? Me? Well, I only kissed Lola twice. And once was on New Year's Eve, so that doesn't even count. Well, according to the internet, you are now full lips fuller. And you're a make-out legend. (laughs) Go on, make their day, blow them a little kiss. (laughs) Wow, this is awesome. I'm fake news. So, you're full lips fuller. I think these rumors about your kissing skills are bogus. You're bogus, girl. No, they're not. Google me. I've got mad kissing skills. That's what I heard. Then prove it. Kiss me right now. <laughs> right now? <laughs> but, uh, we're not in a committed relationship. Are you full lips fuller? Or are you baloney boy? Oh, I'm full lips fuller. <laughs> Minkowski, you happy new year. It puts me in the mood. Happy new year! <laughs> Whoa, Barbie. I'll find out. <laughs> wow. My lips need to sit down. <laughs> the rumors are true. Well, when you're through with the human brat stall, DM me on Insta. 
Yuck. Oh, man. Thanks for lying for me. I wasn't lying. You weren't bad. Really? Oh, you weren't so bad yourself. <laughs> I don't need a man to validate me. Yeah, girl, get it. How'd you do it? Show me. I'm not going to show you. Now we're going back to the pet clinic and because the AC is on and DJ and Matt are still trapped on that examination table and they are shivering because they're both wearing light layers because the AC is on and Matt's like, oh, I wonder if Kathy's getting sleepy. We look down at her and she's still snarling. Nope. And TJ says, apparently not. Oh, it's too bright in here. Let me guess. Let's turn the lights off. I don't know if that's the wisest thing. Oh, no, no. She says, maybe if we cover her eyes, she'll think it's night. <laughs> I mean, it's like, okay, yeah, let's give that a shot. So they kind of move around each other just so that way Matt is closer to Kathy. Matt takes off his uniform top and lays it over Kathy's eyes. I don't think that that's going to fool her into thinking it's night. If anything, she's going to be he's going to have to buy himself well, if he quit, he won't have to buy himself a new uh, uniform top but he is wearing a tank top. He already got his business shirts, tank tops printed that say Matt's Snorkel and Fish Shop. Oh, it says Matt's Snorkel and Taco Shop. Oh, I think those are creative. I wonder if John Brotherton got to keep that shirt. Because it looks really cool. He tells her it's $24.99 if you want one. <laughs> so she kind of looks at him like, what? And he says, all right, on the count of three, we'll run out together. One, two, three. And he gets off the examination table and opens the door. So, and DJ also, she rushes out the door, but in doing so, shuts the door in Matt's face. It's like, crap! But then she realizes Matt's still in there, opens the door, and basically hits him right in the face. Like, get out, get out, get out. Wait, is that cat still in there? And they hug. He's like, bring it in here. Oh, they survived. Well, of course they break away and it's like oh that's right we're not together anymore and he's like that was a good plan Deej and I, he's like thanks and they do a, a fist bump <laughs> and DJ reminds him like we were a pretty good team in there are you sure you want to walk away from Hartman Fuller Pet Care so Matt finally lets the truth out he lets his guard down and he says look I, I just don't know if I can work with you Deej which I can imagine, you know, they were in a relationship and she broke up with him in the most awkward way. And I can understand, you know, working with, even though you started a business together and you're not together anymore. I mean, that can definitely be difficult. You go from being in a relationship and working together to not being in a relationship and having to see each other after 
every day after the person who's now dating the person that you were in competition with for her heart to begin with. And he tells her, the truth is, I still care about you. And it's just, oh, honey, no. And she tells him, I still care about you, too. And he explains how, you know, but I don't know if I can see you every day if we're not together. And she tells him, I know this is hard, but we are such great friends and great partners. And she tells him, it would be heartbreaking not to be in each other's lives. Yeah, I mean, even though DJ's working things out with Steve and kind of figuring out where things are going there. You know, I I liked Matt and DJ for the short amount of time that we we got them. I, I thought they were good together. I mean, yes, I will always be a Steve shipper, but I think in DJ and Matt's case, we did get to see a a relationship bloom. And it was nice to see her, you know, say, well, even with, you know, DJ's husband and stuff, she, it was nice to see her with someone other than who she'd been with since she had been you know, a teenager and stuff like that. That you can love someone and feel like it's the greatest love of all and then break apart and rediscover yourself and then find love again. And she asks him, isn't there some way we could work this out? And he's honest with her. He says, I don't know. I'm going to need some time to see how I feel. Which is honest and understandable in Matt's case. Plus, I mean, I don't know whether it's been weeks. I don't know whether it's been months since everything that happened in Japan with DJ kissing Steve, even though she'd been in a relationship with Matt. And it just... It takes time to heal a broken heart. So, DJ, you just you gotta give Matt time to see what he wants. And he asks her, you mind holding down the fort? And she's like, oh, I, I understand. And she says, you know, I hope you do come back. I mean, we built this business together. And she tells him it wouldn't be the same without you. Aww. See, I mean, I know at a point in time, I do kind of like, why do they keep men around? And if they're not in a relationship, it's like... But he's a good friend at the end of the day. He still cares about DJ. And I know that he cares about her kids as well. I just really honestly wish that the show hadn't put him with Gia. Because that is just such a mixed bag. I'm just like, why? They're polar opposites. What exactly does he see in Gia? I know what Gia sees in him is a nice muscly guy. But at least with him and Gia together, he can be a solid foundation of a good man, a father figure for Rocky, which is what Rocky needs. Because we don't know how many stepfathers she's had. We don't know how they treated her. She pretty much says they just ignore her to be with her mom. So, you know, that's not healthy. And I just, I gotta say it, I don't, I just, ugh. I think in a way, Gia's mom was better to Gia than Gia is to her own daughter. And that is just so sad. 
I mean, Gia's mom was putting food on the table. She was working, you know, to pay the bills and everything like that. And it's just, come on, what the heck is, what's Gia doing? What exactly is she doing? Running for causes? Uh, smoking those vapors, those vape cigs? Going to meet guys? Claiming she can get knocked up while walking through an Applebee's? That's not a healthy role model for a kid. I'm sorry. Gia's just, ugh, I really honestly wish that we would have kept with her growth, with hanging out with Stephanie in Full House, that that would have progressed into Fuller House. But, of course, same old Gia. So, they hear pounding on the other side of the examination door, and Matt's like, uh, you don't think an alligator can open a door, do you? Like, oh gosh, I hope not. I don't think they can, unless it's gonna chew through it. And DJ, like, points back to her, like, but she did close it. Yeah, with her tail. Is her tail going to turn into an arm and a hand and turn the doorknob and open the door? If that's the case, then that, that alligator's got some superpowers that we need to discuss. Yeah, get out of there, guys! I mean, I feel bad if that cat's still there, because Matt put it in the carrier on the table. But, oh my god. Apparently, it did learn how to open a door, because here it comes. Let me guess, it's going to go right back into its its uh, crate thing. No, it actually bypasses the crate 100%. <laughs> just, and it just lays on the cool floor. Oh, boy. Call Animal Control. Call a Wildlife Foundation. Have somebody come and get the alligator. And this is worse than in... The episode where someone brought a skunk into the veterinary clinic and it sprayed everything and everyone. It's so cold. I wonder if Kathy's getting sleepy. Apparently not. It's too bright in here. Maybe if we cover her eyes, she'll think it's night. Oh, yeah. Let's give it a shot. Switch me. Okay. Toss. Hey, you already made shirts? Yeah, they turned out pretty nice. $24.99 if you want one. <laughs> okay, never mind. Uh, on the count of three, we'll run out together. One, two, three. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. See, we were a pretty good team in there. Are you sure you want to walk away from Harmon Fuller Pet Care? Look, I just don't know if I can work with you, Deej. Because the truth is, I still really care about you. And I still really care about you, too. But I don't know if I can see you every day if we're not together. I know this is hard, but we are such great friends and great partners, and it, it would be heartbreaking not to be in each other's lives. Isn't there some way we could work this out? I don't know. I'm going to need some time to see how I feel. 
You mind holding down the fort? No. I understand. But I do hope you come back. We built this business together. Wouldn't be the same without you. You don't think an alligator can open a door, do you? She did close it. it's the next day at lunch at Bayview Ramona goes to sit down and we see in the corner left or the right hand corner of the screen Max who's wearing a pink ball cap sideways he's wearing tinted retro glasses he's wearing what looks like those big White headphones. I don't know if there might be Beats by Dre from what I've heard. I love he's holding a tray and he sits right across from Ramona. And he's got gold chains and he's wearing a white shirt that's got a bunch of uh, multicolored words printed on him. And you just see <laughs> well, Sierra and... Chad Brad Bradley and the dance squad just kind of looking over like, what's this about? Hey, Quinny. How you doing? You trying to come out from under the bed? Yeah, they're not working on anything up there, Quinny. It's okay, babe. They've stopped for now. Maybe they broke for lunch. I know. That was scary, wasn't it? You don't like hearing sounds coming from above, which I can't blame you. I don't either. Yeah, she's scared. Uh, she keeps looking like she's tentatively taking steps, like she's uh, ready to dart back under the bed at any moment. Oh, I love Max here. He's like, yo, 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 what's up, Mona G? <laughs> and Ramona's like, oh, God, please tell me you're not here. And I love Max. He's like... Oh, I'm here, as he goes to sit down. I can't let my A1 since day one eat alone. And I love how he lowers his sunglasses and says, It's me, Max. Well, yeah, we kind of figured that. And Ramona's like, yeah, I know. Everyone is staring at us. Oh, it's about to get a lot more staring up in there. Oh, yeah. You think Max is, uh... Yeah, you haven't seen uh, Mama G. <laughs> Mama Gib. I love how Max turns around in his chair and just looks at the dance crew, the dance squad, and Chad. He whips off his sunglasses. He's like, What do you hate is looking at? And I'm like, Oh, this kid. This kid. He's like, Mind your own beeswax. <laughs> and he turns to Ramona and he's like, What? The hate is gonna hate. The play is gonna play. <laughs> and Ramona is really freaked out. Like, oh, this could not get more embarrassing. Oh, oh, it's about to get even more embarrassing up in here. Here we go, Mama G. <laughs> I love how Kimmy has got a lunch tray 
kind of in one hand and it's kind of like resting against her side as she's walking in dressed just like Max with her head tilted to the side. Kimmy's like, what's up, Holla Max? <laughs> and my mom's like, yeah, and yet it is more embarrassing. Hey, they're about to save your butt. Oh, <laughs> Kimmy, she, she gets the attention of all the kids and is like, oh, hey, look, it's my cool friend, Ramona Gibbler. I'm going to sit by her because that makes me cool by association. And Kimmy is like, I should know because I'm in high school. That's how high school works. Because I should know because I'm in high school. <laughs> Kimmy sits down on the end of the table. Oh, and here we go. We got Jackson, Rocky, and Mankowski coming in. <laughs> They're like, what's going on here? And Jackson says, well, ask, what are you guys doing here? And I love Rocky. She's like, whatever this is, I can't fix this. You guys are on your own. <laughs> oh, this guy needs to stand down, Chad. Brad, third person speaker. <laughs> oh yeah, Kimmy Gibb and Little Max in the house. They're gonna get. They're gonna teach this boy some manners. He's like lamest rappers ever. Too small and too old. Wow, I love how this teenager thinks he can just talk to adults with disrespect. See, and that's what I was thinking about earlier. Is I don't understand, and I'm not saying this is all kids, but where do what feels like today's kids, not all of them, feel that that is acceptable to talk to adults with disrespect like that? Like, they're equal. No, 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 no. Kids today, they pull that garbage like 30 plus years ago. Oh, it's going to go down. And I know you got to give respect to get respect, but seriously, I don't know what day and age that kids are living in that they think that this is acceptable. And maybe I'm just chiming in because I really don't like this kid. And it's really gnawing at me right now, but I'm just... Mm, mm -mm. This Chad Brad needs to be put in his place because this is... a. Uh, and that's Sierra. Ugh. Can't stand those. Does this Chad Brad own anything that isn't a sleeveless hooded hoodie? I love how Kimmy like like and then does a W and with her forms a W with her fingers. Says whatevs. <laughs> She's a BT dubs. I'm ADD and down with OCD. <laughs> yeah, you know me. <laughs> oh, man. She says, I'm the notorious Kimmy G. And we just see Ramona just ducking farther and farther down in her seat. Like, I'm not here right now. I'm not here. All these references. She brings out a stereo and she's like, you want to step up? Bring it on and cut foot loose. Because no one puts Ramona Gibbler in a corner. Oh my gosh, yes. The dance movies with... I've never seen Step Up. I love Bring It On and I love Footloose. And I like Dirty Dancing. But I love these references and how Kimmy Gibbler brings it. And Kimmy looks around like, oh, where'd she go? 
Max like thumbs back, like, oh yeah, she's in the corner. And we see Ramona, like someone sent her to the corner on Little House on the Prairie. In the corner! <laughs> so Kimmy calls uh, to Ramona, Ramona, get over here! And Ramona asks Kimmy, can I do anything to stop this? And Kimmy says, you wish? And Chad Brad is all, hey, rapping granny. Uh, excuse me, son! How dare you? But no, Kimmy comes with, yeah, Channing Tater Tots. <laughs> and Chad Brad asks, are you challenging me to a dance battle? And Kimmy says, I'm not, but my daughter is. And Chad Brad is like, your daughter? And Kimmy's like, oh, crap. <laughs> Look, up, shoot. Kimmy just rolls with it. Yeah, I'm a teen mom. <laughs> she she's a struggle. But a, she's worth it. It's a struggle, but she's worth it. Oh, I just... <laughs> we just see Ramona like, oh, my God. <laughs> Along with Jackson and Rocky and Max and Menkowski. And Kimmy gets right in Chad Brad's face like, and she wants to go to war. Dance war. So he yells to the dance team to assemble. He's like, one, two, three, four. And the girls are like, five, six, seven, eight. And you see they're all doing a choreographed dance with Chad Brad's doing a, like a backflip type of thing. And they're doing a, like they just got off a horse type of thing. You okay, Quinn? Okay. You know, with their, the bow legs. And I see the look that Ramona gives Kimmy. Like, are you... I can't compute. And Kimmy just looks at her, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like, thanks for volunteering me, Mom. And he's like, hey, what do you got, Slim Jim? And it's like, dude, you better back off and back up. So she brings out her crew, Ramona does, says, dance team, assemble. And of course, it's her and Kimmy and Max. Oh, oh, wow. She's not just bringing out Kimmy and Max. She's bringing out Jackson and Rocky and I think maybe even Mankowski. So everyone almost looks like they're doing their own thing. But then we got Max and Kimmy front and center, like, uh, doing their own thing. Which, yeah. Ramona's like, dance team, disassemble. So I honestly think, yeah, dance off between Chad Brad. I mean, you don't need your posse with you, buddy. Just you and Ramona. Oh, she does a hair flip right in his face. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what the heck he did. He like grabbed his foot like he was doing something. And then he went down. And so I was like, oh, Chad stumbled. Oh, good for him. It was bound to happen eventually. He was going to slip up. You can only be so cocky and self-absorbed for so long before it uh, has a negative reaction. Sierra, his girlfriend, his hype woman, what is she? Like, oh my gosh, Chad stumbled! He never stumbles! Oh, there's a first time for everything. Ah, <laughs> uh, Chad's just sitting on the floor like, it's a new move! It's called the stumble! <sighs> Whatever. Dude, you owe Ramona a big apology. Here comes Mr. Berg, Mr. Uh, Mr. B. 
Chad Brad Bradley, don't move! And he, he starts getting out the orange cones. And Chad Brad Bradley's all like, I I'm fine. And of course, here comes the neck brace. <laughs> I love what Kimmy does. She kneels down next to Chad Brad Bradley and says, I don't remember you ordering, but you just got served. Bam! Everyone's like, oh! <laughs> I love that he whips off his sunglasses. Yeah, boy! <laughs> so, Chad Brad Bradley's put in his place. He finally concedes and says, Your kid's good. She can be on the team. And Kimmy hugs Ramona like, Ah, Ramona's on the team! He double high-fives Max. Oh, here we go, Kimmy and the Gimler Gallop! And sparkle! And sparkle! <laughs> and spin! And spin! Bang! Spank! 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 <laughs> Everyone's getting into the Gimler Gallop! Woo! Getting Mr. Beinberg into it too! <laughs> All the kids are into the Gimler Gallop! It's the newest dance craze of 2017! <laughs> Oh God, please tell me you're not here. Oh, I'm here. I can't let my A1 cent stay one eat alone. It's me, Max. Yeah, I know. Everyone is staring at us. What do you hate is looking at? <laughs> Money on beeswax. Oh, you tell Max. What? The haters gonna hate, the players gonna play. Oh, this could not get more embarrassing. Oh, it's about to get more embarrassing up in here. What's up, hollabacks? <laughs> and yet, it is more embarrassing. Oh, hey, look, it's my cool friend, Ramona Gibbler. I'm gonna sit with her. Because that makes me cool by association. <laughs> That's how high school works. I should know, because I'm in high school. <laughs> what are you guys doing here? Whatever it is, I can't fix this. <laughs> what do we got here? Lamest rappers ever. Too small and too old. Whatevs. BT dubs? I'm ADD and down with OCD. Yeah, you know me. I'm the notorious Kimmy G. You want to step up? Bring it on and cut foot loose because no one puts Ramona Gibbler in the corner. Where'd she go? She's in the corner. Ramona, get over here! Can I do anything to stop this? You wish. <laughs> hey, rapping granny. Yeah, Channing Tater Tots. Are you challenging me to a dance battle? I'm not, but my daughter is. Your daughter? Yeah. I'm a teen mom. It's a struggle, but she's worth it. And she wants to go to war. Dance war. Oh, it's on. Dance team, assemble. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight. Oh. 
you got, Slim Jim? Dance team, assemble! It's time. a new move called a stumble. <laughs> yeah, right. Chad Pratt Bradley, don't move! I'm completely fine. You. I got you. <laughs> I don't remember you ordering, but you just got served. Bam! Oh. <laughs> yeah, boy! Fine. Your kid's good. She can be on the team. Ramona's on the team! Later that day, and we are back at the house. We're in the kitchen. We got DJ, Kimmy, and Stephanie. Looks like they're getting ready to set the table. Tommy's at the table playing with one of those uh, ring toys where you take the uh, plastic rings off this tower. Oh, ring tower type of thing. So we hear the cell phone, and... <laughs> Kimmy's like, oh, that could be the doctor. And DJ says, that could be the doctor. And Jimmy runs in from outside the, the back door there into the house and says, that could be the doctor. And Stephanie says, I know it could be the doctor. So she goes over to the kitchen island and she looks at the phone and is like, it, it, it is the doctor. So when she answers the phone, she's like, this is Stephanie. And she's like, no, yes. No, and her voice changes from, you know, happy to sad. I'm like, uh, is it the doctor, though? Okay, it was the doctor. And when she gets off the phone, everyone's like, well, what did she say? What did they say? And Kimmy, or Kimmy, <laughs> Stephanie tells them we have three viable embryos. Sweet! That's right, with Kimmy, uh, Kimmy. Stephanie's fertility story. I love that they went on this journey. I thought this is just, it's amazing. And I think it's an important topic that definitely should be brought up in shows today. 
that sometimes, you know, not everyone can get pregnant right away. Sometimes they do need medical assistance when it comes to that. I love how the audience just cheers. They're so happy and so excited. And Jimmy's like, three viable embryos. That's so much better than two. <laughs> yeah, it is, Jimmy. And I love how they're all hugging. Oh, Kimmy's hugging Stephanie and Jimmy and DJ are hugging. And it's just so great. Okay, so this is the part of the IMDb description about Stephanie and Jimmy kind of coming to terms with things. And Stephanie explains to him, like, this just got real. This is a lifetime commitment. And Stephanie tells Jimmy that she's giving him one last chance to back out. I love Jimmy here in this moment. He says, I'm not backing out. And I love how he takes her hands in his. He says, I'm in this thing 100%. So Jimmy turns to Tommy playing with this little um, plastic ring tower. Not just a tower, but it's also got like square blocks and also uh, circular blocks. And he takes a ring off the top. Oh my gosh, he's going to propose to Stephanie with a plastic ring on her finger. Oh, And he gets down on one knee. Oh. So he says, Stephanie, Steph, in quotes, Tanner, I, James, Jimmy, in quotes, Gibbler, vow to be your baby daddy. Oh, I love this. <laughs> to diaper and to swaddle, to burp and to bathe. Tommy is ex extending. <laughs> And he's babbling with a, a toy in his hand, extending it out to Jimmy. And Jimmy's like, to figure out what he just said. <laughs> to tickle and to tuck in until never do us part. That, I love that. Oh, it's so heartwarming. Oh. And we see the close-up as he puts the little plastic ring on her finger. She looks down at Jimmy and says, oh, we're going to have to get it sized, but I love it. Aww. I love Stephanie and Jimmy together. Oh, I love how DJ acts like she's officiating the ceremony. Like, Aw, you may now kiss your baby mama. <laughs> right, Quinn? Yeah, she is really distracted by this. She is really... I think she'll calm down once Jeremy gets here later on. She's just, this is really, fr they're not even doing anything upstairs right now. And she's just really out of sorts. Every little sound, everything that's going on right here in our apartment is really, she's just taking tentative steps and she's just, I feel so bad for her. You know, we move from a house that's barely any noise to an apartment on the bottom level where there's noise going on upstairs. It's just, I just, I feel bad. I feel for her. It's okay, babe. You're doing good, baby. Yeah, she keeps looking up at the ceiling. The audience cheers when Jimmy gets up, stands up and kisses her. Oh, my heart, my heart. Kimmy's clapping. I love how we cut to Tommy. And he's got his head cocked to the side. Aww. Rice Krispies. A product place. I, I figured that's why that was there. Because Kimmy starts throwing Rice Krispies in the air. Like rice. Kimmy 
just like literally throwing it just above them and it's hitting them in the face. Oh yay! Congratulations! Think you said Stephanie in the face? Like what? <laughs> What's with the Rice Krispies? <laughs> Even DJs like with their phones off. Like what, Kimmy? Okay, we're done celebrating. Stop hitting Stephanie in the face with the Rice Krispies. Kimmy's like, what? I'm throwing rice. Krispies is where she looks down. <laughs> Has anyone tried the frosted Rice Krispies? I got a box that's stolen opened. And I don't know. But I, I don't like frosted flakes. But I thought, I'm, I'm going to eventually try the frosted Rice Krispies. I bet they're going to be great. Right, girl? Yep. And that's how the episode ends. <laughs> That could be the doctor. She's right. That could be the doctor. That could be the doctor. <laughs> uh, I, I know. That could be the doctor. Oh, oh it is the doctor. Oh. Uh, this is Stephanie. Uh, yes. No. Yes. <gasps> uh, okay. Well, oh, 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 yeah. What'd she say? We have three viable embryos. Yes! Three viable embryos, that's so much better than two! Oh, oh my gosh, congratulations! Okay, Jimmy, this just got real. I mean, if this baby really happens, this is a lifetime commitment. So I'm giving you one last chance to back out. I'm not backing out. I'm in this thing 100%. Hold on, uh, sorry little guy, I need this more than you do. <laughs> Stephanie, Steph, Tanner, I, James, Jimmy, Gibbler, <laughs> vow to be your baby daddy. <laughs> to diaper and to swaddle, to burp and to bathe. <laughs> to figure out what he just said. <laughs> tickle and to tuck in. Until never do us part. Aww. Aww, Jimmy. We're gonna have to get it sized, but... <laughs> but I love it. Aww, you may now kiss your baby mama. description it really made it sound more like stop chewing on the outlet you goofus my gosh this cat come here get out of there get out of there get you goofy <laughs> come here get over here see we can finish the podcast together do you want to do that Man, no. No, you don't. Mm. 
Okay, okay, okay. Go, 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 go. You goofball. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it kind of made me think that it was there's going to be more Stephanie and Jimmy involved, but there really wasn't. And uh, so, I think best outfit, hands down, it's I'm, it's going straight to Kimmy and Max. They're just their outfits were so awesome. Um, runner up. I think I'm going to give it to, um, I really liked Matt's tank top for his, uh, snorkel and taco shop. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, worst outfit, um, you know, I want to give it to Sierra, that girl, that mean girl. It was like some, uh, peachy pinky outfit. Just, no thank you. Was not a fan of that. As far as most relatable, mm, can't really. I mean, other than the fact that when I started my first day of high school, I did get lost. I went down uh, the wrong corridor. Even though I think the majority of my classes were like in one wing of the school and my locker was way on the other side. Even though my grandma did take me during the summer to find out where my classes would be. Yeah. Tanner Teachable moment. I'm just gonna say when it comes to like with Max baking the cookies just make sure that your parents can supervise while you're making the cookies. Don't ever think that you can make cookies and use the oven without them home. That is very, very dangerous. Something could happen. Just, yeah. And also, parents, if your kids are going to use the oven, please watch them. Don't just be in another room. They need to be supervised. So that's my Tanner Teachable moment. I could go even farther with Chad Brad Bradley and just say, you need to, kids... I know that respect goes both ways, but you need to be respectful to adults. It's the way that this kid was speaking to Kimmy. It's like, I don't care if it's a, you know, a TV show and it's meant to be funny. It's like, it's not. That's it's just, I don't like that character. I don't like that character, Sierra. I just, hopefully we don't have to see them very much in Fuller House. Because I just ugh, can't stand either of them. Since they don't look like high school students at all. Not, Sierra looks like she's right out of college. And I gotta give it for, I don't do this every episode, but the worst character, I'm giving it to Chad Brad Bradley. And runner-up is gonna be Sierra. They were just terrible, terrible people. And I know that we're not meant to like them. They're not good people. I don't think they have any redeeming qualities. Neither of them ever really come around for what we do see of them. Alright, so join me next week for the final episode in the Back to School Part 2 series. With Season 4, Episode 7, entitled President Fuller, which dropped on December 14th, 2018. In this episode, Max runs for 4th grade president, but his girlfriend Rose is running too. DJ tries to make up with CJ, and Steph picks a fight with a clown. <laughs> oh, that'll be interesting. <laughs> Um, I do believe this also is the episode where it's going to call for me to do a a trigger a medical trigger warning with 
the segment that Danny and Rebecca do on Wake Up USA. And I'll pretty much just put a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode and let you know that. And also when we get to the scene, I'll let you know, hey, this is coming up. Just to fast forward a little bit because, you know, I care about you guys. I care about what you're, you're working through. And I want to be supportive of that and help you guys out. So that way you can still enjoy the podcast and know, like, okay, just hop over the scene and yeah. And as I said, in December, we're going to be, I'm going to be finishing 2020 with Jesse and Becky as first time parents. Also, the Messet Twins have a birthday coming up in December, and I will be covering the episode, season three, episode 13, entitled A Tommy Tale. DJ attempts to get Tommy into a fancy daycare. Okay, so it's not preschool, it's a daycare. Gotcha. All right. Have a great weekend, everybody, and please continue to be safe because I care about every single one of you out there. And take the necessary precautions. And a reminder also, if you want to email the podcast, go ahead and email omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com with your full house and fuller house memories, your favorite characters, your top five, your top ten lists. All that fun stuff. And if you got a sec, jump on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and leave a review. If you want to leave a a turkey review for Thanksgiving, you can do that. If you want to leave a Christmas review in December with a snowman and a Santa Claus and a Christmas tree and a present, I would love that too. Okay. Everybody have a great weekend. Bye-bye.